Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Two broke gays. Hey, listeners, you're here with Two Broke Gays. Uh, it's uh, one of your hosts, Jenna Cordes. And Kevin Sullivan. And today we're here with writer, actor, stand-up comedian, and director, Melanie Vasey. Hi! Yeah. Hello. Thanks Hi. so much for doing the podcast. Of course. We're excited. I will go to the opening of a window. Right <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Me too. The opening of an envelope, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> I'm gonna open my windows tomorrow for sure and be like, hello. Melody? And then I'm there, like just peeking over. You like, I actually I... never left. Yeah, so you just... thought I left. I did not. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, what's up? What you been up to? Oh my God. I love a general question. <laughs> uh, what is going on? Well, um, I don't know. 2019's looking pretty fucking good. It's looking good. Love yeah. good. We kicked it off uh, with my show. Oh my god, that was great by the way. Both Kevin and Melanie were on my show and we had a great time. I was basically passed out, so I don't remember it much, but I do remember uh, having fun. It was so much fun. Yeah, I The hostess with the most. The hostess with the most. Always stressed to the nines. I know. It was so funny because you, um, you called me and I talked about this on stage, but... So I so I get this text message from Jenna and it says, Hey, can I ask a favor? And I was like, oh, bitch. I was like, I was like, I love you, um, but I am not going to help you move, and I am not going to pick you up from the airport. Like, Mm-mm. like a favor means, like, you're put out, you know? And then I was like, um, what are you thinking? Like, I was just totally I like. I love the vague responses always. So I like the question to the yeah, question. Yeah, she sent me just a bunch of emojis with, like, no real facial expression. Maybe, like, arms up. Yeah, it was just like the one with the squiggly mouth. Like, like uh, oh, so squiggly mouth meant I have an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> so then she was like, hey, do you want to host my birthday show? And I was like, bitch, this is not a favor. This yeah. is amazing. Yes, I will That's be there. That's not a favor. It's more of an offer. Yeah. I was... I'm like, for this stage whore? Like, yeah. what are you talking That's not a favor. I'm there. She's like, actually, I'm opening a window and I would love for you to watch. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah, I'm not so. afraid. I was really being sheepish about asking you. Yeah, you need to stop that. There's none of that in 2019. I'm working on it. Okay, you're doing great. I'm getting better, I think. But we'll see as time goes on. I have a weird tendency when I really like like comedians, and it doesn't happen with other people, but it's when I really like comedians to just be like, hey, um, (laughs) my name's Jenna. Put me on your show. Yeah, (laughs) I I have the same... Thing. No, oh. you're cool. I what are her. you talking you're about? You're so cool. I'll box her out. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> you're like, so, she has a, so she has a minute to breathe and collect herself. And then you're, so you're just like body checking her? Like, oh, just I just like, turn this way and I have a casual conversation with whoever she's nervous about. And then yeah. she literally one time was peeking over my shoulder. She's like, I need attention. And I was like, I need to leave. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I've got to go. <laughs> oh, no. I really liked your set. Yeah. That's my impression no, of me. No, I, so I, I have a couple you're tricks. You're important to me. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, Lord. I have a couple tricks that I do. Okay, what do you do? When I'm, so well, when, you're cool, though. I, you're kind. You're very, very kind. But I'm also just a broken human that needs to stand on stage talking into a microphone. So, Get that. Heard that. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, but like even last night, I went to go see Maria Bamford and Jackie Cation oh. at, at Flappers mm-hmm. and I've known Maria for many, many years. She was at my wedding. Like, I, I know Maria. She's wonderful. And I have, like, chills up my arm. She is. That's one I would be like, you know what? Freak I'd have to out. leave the building. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about and an open window. You'd have to close that. She's then. so great. She's been very generous and wonderful. 
and she is just like it, everything is no big thing you know what I mean and um and then Jackie has been like is like a new friend type person mm -hmm. we've never we haven't really crossed over into like having each other's phone numbers but she made me comedian of the week on the Jackie and Lori show and She's been very generous as well and invited me to things that would, you know, be helpful to me. I listen to her all the time. Oh, I just listened to their episode on the way yeah. here. I like, don't know who we're talking about. Oh, Jackie, uh, Jackie Cation, Lori Kilmartin. Her, her old stand-up. I know Lori Kilmartin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did on the Gays R Us show. Yeah, I just did a show with her. But So they do a <coughs> podcast that is probably, like, one of the most, like, informative comedian podcasts, in my opinion. It talks about getting booked and what to do and what their schedules are like, how much they're getting paid, like how they oh, handle. Amazing. Oh my god, it is like so. I'm like literally like taking notes. Like what's SoundCloud? Like <laughs> like I'm just like I'm constantly sound exchange. What's that? Like I'm just totally like how do I? Get... It's so, they are dropping gems right and left, and they've been doing it for like comedy for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and they talk about other things as well. So anyway, I and then so I went kind of like and I'm kind of like. I'm always like, when am I crossing the line? Like, I know these people, right? But I don't want to walk into someone's green room and be like, who farted? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to. So, and I'm so I'm always like tiptoeing. And plus, I'm all uh, I'm a production. Like, I've got these big red earmuffs on, and I look crazy. And I so I like pop my head, and I'm like, hi, you know, just trying to get the temperature. And if they're happy to see me, okay, well then I'll step in. If not, I'm like, just stopping by. Good luck, bye. Like, I have to really like gauge it first because I feel like what's difficult is that like I know when people come visit me at shows and they think that this is fun time and I'm like oh I'm at work you guys I'm right. at work you know what I mean like I'm thinking about my set yeah. or I'm also hyper aware of whatever's happening in the room mm -hmm. when you're on a show and the people mm -hmm. just want to talk to you and be dis disruptive sometimes the situation so usually when I'm walking up to a show where it's a situation like that, I'm like, I'm just here to be of service. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just here to support their show. I'm not here to get anything from it. Mm -hmm. And it turns off the desperation. I think what happens to me is I am so afraid people think I want something yeah. that I, I spiral. And I don't want anything. I literally just... But you do. And oh, that's no, okay. I do. I do. But, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I would just be happy for them to see me. Yeah. But instead, I... So I'm I, making a spiral motion. Listeners. So okay. So even so, just case in like point, a like a toilet flushing yeah, like motion. <laughs> spiral. Um, but even the other night when I went to go see Kevin's show at uh, Gays R Us at the Improv, right? So I went for very calculated reasons, mm -hmm. right? So I've been trying to get on that show, yeah. and I I've been on uh, Outrageous uh, with Aaron Foley. It's mm -hmm. like a web series, yeah. whatever. And we connected, and I had originally sent her an email, and I didn't hear back from her. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then also, Marcella's show was in the other, so Women Crush Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Then I had another friend, Nicole Amy, who was going to be on the show after it, and I was like, great, I'm going to hit three well, birds. We both know, which was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, so, you know, I'm going to hit three birds with one stone, because it's really important to, like... Shake hands, kiss yeah. babies, and yeah, that's like the perfect people. storm of shows too. I know, and then so I was there, and I but because Aaron hadn't re responded to my email, I of course my first initial thing was like, this bitch thinks she's gonna ask to be on my show, right? Yeah, that's my thought. That's the that's the the fantasy, right? Yeah. Then the reality is, I'm there in the lobby, and she's literally making a beeline for me, yeah. like, hi, oh my god, yes, 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 let's do it. Right. So. And then I and then this, she said the same thing. You have to bug me. Mm -hmm. You have to bug me. You have to send me another email. Remind yeah, she's me, not good with the emails. Right. So then I followed up the next day. Same thing. So I went to see Marcella. I shook her hand. Hi, Dustin, David. You know, said I should be on your show. Whatever. I'm shaking your hand. She goes, "You have to bug me. You have to bug me." So I'm just totally like, okay, I'm just following instructions. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have to bug people. And my friend Melinda Hill does this thing where she's like, you have to be an asshole. And I'm like, oh, I love an that. Asshole. That's hilarious. Asshole. Like, cause you're like. 
Because here's the thing. She was like, and what Aaron explained to me was she was like, this guy literally like an hour before the show texted her and was like, hey, can I get like uh, just a small spot on your show? And she was like, oh my God, my show is booked like three months in yeah. advance. Yeah. I only have three or four slots because the improv makes her put up people, which mm-hmm. is just the way that they do it. And I'm like, oh, right, that dude is out there getting spots. Mm -hmm. Because he's literally thinking he can just send a text message and get up on people's show. And you know what? He probably does. Oh, yeah. Someone's probably like, this person dropped, whatever, whatever. Because people drop last second on every show. People dropped on gays that day, like, last second. But Lori had just been there and Marcella. So it was just It it all worked out. But I'm over here, like, I'll send one email, and I'm like, she hates me! Yeah, I do that too. I sent you an email in 2006. I don't know if you remember me, but is it too soon to ask again? So it's kind of but like... But it's true because, yeah. well, also once you book a show, like, that was the gift of, like, producing so early, I think, yeah. in my stand-up career. Like, you see, once you book that show that people are asking about, kind of, it's just like, whoosh, and then it's out the window. Like, you'd almost have to ask again whilst the next one is being booked. And if that's four months out... You know, it's just timing with the emails. It's weird. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't bug people either. Like, I, I send that one email but, and I'm like... But you're around. You do a good I job go being around. Because you don't like to just sit and at I'm, home, which yeah, is my and favorite I never thing ask to do. For, like, I'm just like... There. You're around. I like to have fun with I comedians think that, and just be friends. And whether that gets me on the show or not, you know? I, I think that's like, very helpful. Because I noticed that, like, even last night, just even going to visit Flappers... Mm-hmm. There were other people in the U who I was yeah. shaking hands. I call it shaking hands and kissing baby. Yeah. Like I'm just on a, like I'm on a tour. Like right. I'm like trying to get voted into office. You know what I mean? So I feel like actually going and supporting shows, even if you're not on shows, is really super important. It but it's also that's very difficult for a comedian. It's expensive. You have to it's expensive. You have to buy a meal. You have to buy a, a drink. You've got gas money, well, parking, you can just go and also hanging out at the bar and stuff. And you can yeah. pop your head in, and watch yeah. some sets, and say you're a comic at the improv. The store, ugh. it's a whole. Well, just it's like yeah. yeah, hanging out at the store. I just am, I can't. It's it's very, very hard. expensive. It's very hard to penetrate the whatever happens at the store unless you're already on produced shows and getting past there or even getting on potluck is is very challenging. It yeah. is very difficult. I only went to potluck once and I got a parking ticket. Um, <laughs> I didn't even get like I didn't even get there in time to put my name down because I showed up <laughs> with like the window on. The comedy bureau or something. I don't know. It was weird. But they do like that. The oh, people, like way, people like, camp we have, out. We need at least an hour to rig this, you know? like. Oh, yeah. I, oh, my God. I only so got up. funny. Is that the one where that's like their open mic? It's their open mic. It's but 200 it's, you, comics. You yeah. better not. I got it. You, not, you better not do open mic material. Like, you better, yeah. better bring your fucking A game. It's that's the, the, you light, get light it too that's the, And you better hope that Adam sees your set. And it's good. And it's only two minutes. And there's only like 10 people with comics on the side. Yeah, there's 99 people in the lottery. And they it is 19 names. Pretty challenging. And I was pretty number challenging. 19. But well, you got that's the that. game. Yeah, I did. You've done potluck? I think it's like one of the At the comedy ones. store. Yeah. It's the like open mic. Yeah, but it was terrible. Days. I had to camp out. There's 99 names in the bucket. Yeah. I was going into an allergic reaction as per usual because I'd accidentally consumed shellfish. But then they pulled my name the one time. Dude, you are always in some sort of physical crisis I whenever know. I see you. I know. I still. Oh. I've been on shows with you where you have you have shit your pants. <laughs> I've been on a show with you where you had to wear a diaper because you were. But I don't do that many shows. <laughs> because yeah, you were. So you, because you're you, you're, someone poisoned your family at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Seriously, just so the listeners know, like. 
backstage at her show, she was sitting down with like her head between her legs, like just pale. Like you were like up whilst I was on stage. You were a shadow of a person. Then you went up, you crushed. Thank you. Then you went backstage and like the sweat coming off of your body. Like I, mean, I think you also like excel when your body is in turmoil. <laughs> Before your first Netflix special, I'm gonna slip like X Lax into your fucking. <laughs> yeah, mouth. we're just gonna be like, here, take this smoothie, and it's all shrimp. You know what I mean? <laughs> With almond like, milk. It's like the, the the physical duress makes it so I cannot spaz out about comedy. Yeah, I you're cannot like, overthink about the material. I'm like, just fucking do it. The whole show. I was just yeah. like, is she pooping now? So, is it now? Is she now? Here's an interesting thing, which is that I'm, I'm sober a really long time, but I really used to love being hungover. Okay. I... Is that a sign of a true alcoholic? No, no. I love being hungover. I love being hungover. It's it's really... Because there's this thing about it that actually calms me down, right? Because I'm not... I don't have all this extra energy to fucking make me spaz yeah. out. And then I kind of feel like if I can accomplish something like while I'm hungover, um, it hel- it makes me feel like I'm even more kind of like... it. it, it there, there's just something about it yeah, like, that like, makes me just feel... Yeah, like I kept thinking, how good would this have been if I wasn't pooping my pants? You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, you are. And then I was just like, it's really hungover the next day. God damn, Jenna! Like, I'm like, she's just showing off. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I would have canceled the whole thing. Like, you were like, but people flew here, and we're gonna do it. I'll wear a diaper, and I'm like, oh my god, no. Like, what? what? I know, my dad sent me this long text. He's like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you were like, but I do. I bought a sparkly blazer, and Melanie's wearing I a sparkly. When I, was, I was like, I can't remember my set because I just got ringworm or whatever. And then I was like, um, I might just do less time. And she looks at me and she goes, I need you to feel me all the time. <laughs> and I was like, great. I'm bringing my note cards on stage then. So I literally push the oh, limit. Oh my God. And then unfortunately, the audience was, um, they were your friends. So it felt like they, I felt like they had... What's the word I'm looking for? I felt like they felt like they had a little bit more ability to be a rowdy audience than usual. Because yeah. usually audiences are like, shut the fuck up, we're doing comedy, you're yeah. in the dark, right. we're on stage in the light, you know, whatever. But they kept talking back to... There's a participatory, participatory yeah. crowd. Well, and we, and they were drinking a lot. And yeah. William was on stage and someone kept talking to him. So I I had to like kind of check them and be like, hey guys, just don't, you, you gotta shut up. But then at one point, right before you got on stage, literally 15 people stood up to go to the bathroom, and I'm like watching them go by, and I'm like, I, um. It's probably all my alcoholic friends. Yeah, so and I was, I was like, just, we can't leave when he's up there. No, <laughs> I was just totally. They were like, we have to go to the bathroom, and I was like, are, are you here to see Jenna? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, she's c- coming on now. Like, I seriously was like, I think I need to go to hosting school to like deal with these situations. Because I remember I looked backstage and I was like, Jenna, like. She was like, no, no, I'll just go on now. And I was like, okay, fine. And then they did come back in and it was totally fine. But I felt really bad that I felt like I didn't handle the situation as good as I possibly no. could have. Then once you got off stage and you're backstage, literally like you were, you were almost a dead person. I and melted. And you were sweating. Melted into a puddle. Oh my God. And I was like, hey, I just want to say, I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't handle that well. And she, you look at me and you go, don't ever apologize for anything ever. <laughs> 
That's totally something. And I was just totally like, wow, okay, like, oh, oh, all right, I guess we're... Oh, she's a shell. And I I was like, she's a shaman, is what she is. Like, that's what's coming through, right? Like, you you healed me. The universe was just... You healed me in that moment. You were like, don't ever... And the sweat was literally like pouring off your face. It was like I did ayahuasca. Like your, uh, I, <laughs> it was like your last words. It was like <laughs> in these parting moments, Melanie. Don't ever apologize oh for anything ever. It was pretty. It was pretty fucking hilarious. That is so. So. But it was good. a great night. It, it was, was a great show. It was really You've fun. You've never pooped and... on stage. No, I have pooped my pants, but never, never on, on stage. stage. Did you ever? Were you doing comedy while you were still drink, like under the influence? I don't know how to say no, that. No, no, I'm sober. I'm. I'll be sober 25 years in oh April. Oh my gosh! Wow, it's crazy. Amazing. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. So I didn't start doing. Uh, so I started doing comedy like 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. But then took a 10 year break to have my kid. Mm-hmm. So I was like you were happy. nine years sober. Oh. I was sober a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time before you started comedy. Yeah, and I and I'm don't like I I don't need at this point like drugs and alcohol to fuck up my life. I can <laughs> or be scared or do like you I can yeah. handle it on your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm all I have other things to screw up my mental situation all the time. And my one of my jokes is that like I'm like people think that they want to drink or take drugs to kind of like be edgy or screw themselves up right. and all that stuff. And I'm like, try not doing drugs and drinking for 25 years and That's... you will lose your fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's bananas. It's not for everybody. So it's totally fine. So it's like, That's awesome. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. No, because when Kevin doesn't like drink, we have really productive months. I, how many days sober did I go? That one time that we had like the best best month ever, and we're like cranking I think out I jokes. Went, like, it was like 30, 30 four. days yeah. Amazing. sober, and yeah. it was I did turn every. It was crazy. I was shit started coming your way, yeah. man. I was working three different things at one time. Amazing the whole time, but it's I mean it's a battle. I'm, well, there there that's there's it. also a name for that. It's like exertion exhaustion, where you push really really hard, and then you need to take a break, and then it's when I first got sober that there. there they, there were people like this is a hand motion. I'll try to explain to people who are listening. But like, life is like a like you don't want your life to be like a roller coaster, right? Like my hand is moving all over. They like you want your life to be more like a lasagna noodle, like little ups and downs, like just oh. so you want because life is gonna throw shit at you, right? Like holy shit, like I don't know, trouble with the IRS or family member gets sick or lose a job, like that stuff's always coming. You don't want to add more stuff in there because that stuff is coming. And then, then those things double up and then that's how we crash as people. You know what I mean? And also, too, just maintaining like a career and all of that stuff. Like I know for myself, I push really, really hard for a bunch of shows because you have to hustle for shows in L.A. There's just no two ways yeah. about it. And I'll hustle like crazy and I'll get a ton of shows. But then while I'm doing a ton of shows, I'm not hustling for shows. And then all of a sudden, it's a fucking desert. And then You're I have to hustle out. for shows. Yeah. yeah, so it's like... So, but I kind of actually dig on that because then I do a shit ton of shows and then I can kind of rest on my laurels for a fucking minute and take a nap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also I have to remember like, even when I feel desperate, like I don't have to put every show in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. It's okay to take a minute. You know what yeah. I mean? But there is this kind of like, you should be doing four shows a night um, forever. I've and never done four shows in one night. And, well, it's very difficult in LA. I think New York. I've done three. I've done three in one night, but mostly because they were planned. Like if I... When I was getting ready to do Laugh After Dark, uh, I, I was... I did two 
one time. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally booking as many shows as I possibly could, getting ready for that. And yes, there was one and night that I did three shows a night. Can we talk a little about Laugh After? Of time? course. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, go. <laughs> talk about Sorry, it. Sorry. Usually I rapid fire questions. And so today I'm trying to be more normal and I think it's screwing me. So my questions are, what's Laugh After Dark? Where oh, yeah. can we watch it? Oh, yeah. How was the experience? Did you enjoy it? Okay. And Okay. That's this. Okay. You were like, and that's enough. And um, that's what we've been trying to train me out of. <laughs> yeah, and we did a great job. So I, um... Uh, I think I just saw it on Instagram. I seriously was like, audition for Laugh After Dark. And I was like, because I saw the first season and I was like, God, this is shot really well. This Mm -hmm. looks really fucking great. And I was like, the comedians are good. And I was like, oh, this might be a good fit for me. And I can't can't remember if I went over to the Instagram or I just saw it in my feed or someone had posted it, whatever. And I was like, fuck it, I'll submit. Mm -hmm. So the good thing about where I'm at with submissions right now is because what I'm submitting with is highly edited um, uh, segment of my uh, comedy special. Mm -hmm. So when I submit something, it's, it's beautiful. It's Mm -hmm. like there's title cards and music and it's like this, it says that it's a a segment from my comedy special. So it's already kind of like leading with some good stuff and it's shot really well. Yeah. And I've noticed that um, I've even said this to my friends, like, I really feel like the quality of what you're submitting with, even though the jokes are still the same, you're still the same, I feel like the quality of the of the actual film or video that you're sending in, like if you can actually not have it be on your iPhone or just <clears throat> like a stagnant shot at flappers, like do something that's like a hair more production value, because even just submitting with that, I've gotten almost everything I've This kind of breaks down what I thought they wanted for submissions, which is, well not iPhone stuff, but like a, a well shot, they always say unedited, <coughs> like a seamless, just 10 minutes um, through because then they don't see you. Okay. Cut. So I think that what you're talking about is when people do like montages of, they don't. it's not like, it is still oh. the same joke, right? But it's just shot in four different cameras. It's very obvious that it's the same joke. It is the same. It's still me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, got it. The production Different. value. I think that what not happens from is. show to show to show. Right, to yeah. Show. So somebody is like. Well made. So like when, when somebody goes. Because I remember I went to some of the panels at like the Burbank Comedy Festival or whatever. And there was a. And then there was a Jessica Pilot who, who books for. Um, uh, oh, God. The Colbert Show. Mm-hmm. And people were like, what do you want out of the video? And she was like, well, I want it to be fucking funny. And I want it to be good. And they were like, well, can we send you like our best of video? And she was like, no. Like, it has to be like a set. Like a real set. Not like, here I am being hilarious here and there. So I think that's what they mean when they don't want that. Got it. So, um, and then, okay, so I submitted to, I submitted. And they were like, great, come do your audition, right? And then I was really torn because... I, my special that I taped was 40 minutes of my material, which took me a good solid two years to get that material together. It takes a long time to get material Mm -hmm. together. And I couldn't then be on a TV show and use that material. So I was like, ugh, I have to come up with like almost 10 minutes of like brand new material and I fucking shit my pants. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I went through and I just, um, I tweeted for Tignataro and I went through that process of like, how to cut all the fat off your jokes. And I worked with two other comics who helped me like 
work out my jokes. And I didn't know that you could do that. I was always like, these are my jokes. And you didn't share your jokes with other people. I'm a writing person, like a session person. So, and it really opened my eyes because what we did was we put our jokes in this Google Doc and then I literally watched them, like just edit, cut, highlight, move, like get rid of this word, put that there. Because even for tweeting for TIG, like I noticed that the jokes, that the tweets that were the shortest got the most engagement. Any that was like when there was three sentences, it just didn't get as much engagement. And I'm like, people just want you to get to the punch. Like yeah. stop dicking around, just get to the fucking punchline. And then I was like, okay, so I'm like, I went through it. I went through some of that material. I was like, oh, let me see the tweets that got the most stuff. And I used a couple of those, not all of them. And then I was like, okay, this is what I'm working on. And I worked with those two girls. I worked with my set. And then I literally went around to mics, like nonstop. Like I was like, I'm going to massage the fuck out of this. And then I have, so I have seven minutes that I did for Laugh After Dark. But in the audition, and you've heard my witch bit, which you love, which is my, my new kind of like solid awesome. I, that woke me up from my... <laughs> I'm a witch. My, my backstage stupor. <laughs> Everybody loves it, right? Yeah, it's really Now, funny. I went to the Laugh After Dark audition, and this was all brand new material. I was a little nervous up there. I forgot the witch bit. <gasps> and I got off the stage, and I was like, great, I'm done. And I was like... Fuck. They only have you film it one time. No, during this was just the audition. Oh, got it. Okay. So and you're there with you know so there I think oh, they so got, you were just like nervous because you're like fuck if maybe if the witch bit was in I would get it. Hi. Maybe. Right. Yeah. So for three days I I put myself through the ringer like it was not pretty like I was I got oh it takes that long. Re- well, and three days is short. Sometimes they could have taken two weeks. You know I just I mean? want to walk off the stage and they're like, Yeah, thank yeah, exactly. Get this out, yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs well, down, and they, Roman style. They auditioned 36 people and I think 24 people got in. So there was, it, oh, the, the odds awesome. were pretty good, but there's still 10 people that didn't fucking, 10 plus people yeah. that fucking yeah. didn't make it. So I literally got off that stage and I was like, God, I was so mad at myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, See, that's what you get. You're forcing shit. Like, you know, why are you know you should uh, you should be using material that you're better with. Like, why are you trying to like like I just was like up my ass really yeah. bad. And then I booked it and I was totally like, oh, because my wife was like, you don't and my wife was like, she yeah. doesn't leave her th- her room for Oh my three god, days seriously. It was it was not corner. cute. It was not cute, right? And my wife was like, see, and then you booked it even without the witch material. Yes. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, maybe it's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then I'm back to like, fuck, what am I going to wear? And then I'm like, am I going to forget something on the show? Literally, it was just me walking my dog. Those were those up-downs oh, lasagna my God. Yeah, noodle. Not, not lasagna <laughs> noodle at all. That was the ice straight ball. up That's where you don't ball. need yeah, the booze. Just straight up fucking tower of terror. Like every minute of every day. Like, my this is going to be ride. okay. No, it's not. This is going to be okay. No, it's not. Like walking the dog with my fur coat being like, like everybody just thought I was crazy. <laughs> Driving. Anytime I was alone, I was just running it and running it. It But here's the thing about running it too much. Right. You You then get halfway through it and you're like, did I say that already? Because your brain can't remember what's happening now. If you run it too much. You run the risk of breaking the tape. Where if you say, if a word comes out that you didn't plan on, your brain goes, that's okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or Or I was going to say, when you leave one thing out and you run it too many times without like, going back there and checking everything, yeah. then you just solidified it without that joke. <laughs> yeah. And I do that yes. with Revenge Body. Revenge Body. You left I, it out for like a good six months. <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, the social media one, because you don't get the same amount of time on every show, mm-hmm. obviously. So if I have from an yes. eight to seven minute, 
I'm like, oh, I'll just chop that off. Yes. And then and it went away. You have too many seven-minute shows in a row. <laughs> yes. That joke is now gone. Yeah, because then they're like, like, can you do 10? Or can you do 15? And you're like, yeah, of I did course. the same exact thing last night. I had to do 15, and I literally forgot a portion of it because I'm so used to putting that 15-minute set in the dryer and having it come out at seven minutes, sometimes five minutes. Right. But I haven't gotten a 15-minute spot in a while, and I completely forgot. I left some beautiful, you know, stuff, stuff on the floor. Yeah. Or if I'm trying to work on new stuff at the tail end, which I do a lot, it's... I'll oh, have yeah. to cut chunks out so I can get to new stuff. Yeah. And then your new stuff is like way expanding. You're like, wait, my old stuff used to be like yeah. that used to be a 15 minute set no. and that's gone. Yes. Because of the because of the editing. Like yeah. the thing with the tweets, right? Because it's like you can get because you found that you're like, if I just cut out the and so I said and just get right to the thing, but yeah. then you do that twenty times during a set, you're gonna lose minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's it is its own thing. So anyway, I I booked it, and then it was fine, and then I was completely torn about what to wear, because I was like, this is going to be on TV. She has a very killer wardrobe, uh, by the way. Yeah, but <laughs> I, it's funny, because I decided not to go super glam, because I didn't want to, I don't know, like, I was kind of torn about being too glam on stage, because this this set kind of felt it's like... It's an underground... Yeah. It's an underground vibey show. Yeah, and I didn't want to seem like... And I also just deal with, like, what what's my image? You know what I mean? I'm not 22 years old. I'm not 118 pounds. Like, I also don't want people to think that I don't know that I'm in on the joke, that I know what I look like. You know what I mean? Like, I know I look bananas sometimes. What is the joke? She looks like a witch. <laughs> she, she described her style to me once as um, evil Disney. Like, what did you say? You were, like, a, a Disney villain. Yeah, evil queen of comedy is yeah, what my hashtag is sometimes. <laughs> I love when you call the comedies. I watched one of your videos once. I used to, sent me a message and I was like looking up your Instagram and I saw you were about to perform at a comedy store and you're like I'll be at the Dark Castle. Oh yeah. And now I call it the Dark Castle. Oh that's it's that's it's been called that. Yeah, but for... she has the best nails. That's why every time I do a Melanie impression <laughs> I look at my own. <laughs> you were like, like you are nothing. <laughs> yeah no I you, you really inspired me to think about what I'm putting on stage. Actually both of you. Actually most people I meet because I'm so you guys know like that is just not my bag like I am my man you know my manager Kennedy like picked my outfit for my birthday show and like she was like stop sending me pictures of gray t-shirts because I was like what about this what about this and she's like okay you just sent me four photos of gray t-shirts with no variants and you didn't even know I didn't even know I was like that one's kind of green that one's kind of black hilarious (laughs) so amazing yeah I've heard like try to look the best you can look but I did not subscribe to, to that for a while. To an extent, like, I, I mean, you don't want to be distracting up there either. Yes, that oh, too. Oh, well, you guys have to worry about being too hot, <laughs> I suppose. Some of us, some of us, some I of saw us, a girl that's not a, a concern. <laughs> this, oh my God, I just, I was um, doing a show at the Federal, and this girl was wearing a crop top. She was like the most famous one, like, but crop top and a beanie. I'm like, what? What's the yeah. L.A.? Seriously, and she did not do well, and was like, "Oh, you want us to be distracted by how cute you are?" But like, no. Well, and by most most famous because she had the most followers, or no, she's like in in TV shows. Okay. So she has actual credits. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Maybe one day I can wear a crop top and a beanie. But it doesn't. It didn't mean she was good. She also. I'm just kidding. There was three of us. It can be distracting. Yeah. It can be distracting. I think my hot mess look that I was going with before I moved here was very distracting. In a way, because I was not, yeah. I wasn't over the over the edge enough to be like, I'm the messy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I try to just look simple and clean, 
like I wear just but you're a very usually, distinct looking person though yeah so I can, well, like tall like if you were in a suit hair. it'd be really weird yeah yeah or if like something sparkly or crazy or yeah. I have a lot of see through things like mm. I love mesh and I yeah. love see through no that would not be right on face. not mesh but like you know like that long anyway I have things where you can see my nipples I like a nipple slip <laughs> But I can't do that, so I just wear a black t-shirt. Because then people will be looking at... I've done comedy in my underwear. Like, I've done, like, a oh. fu- funnies in my undies. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And I just noticed that it was... I It was... The gimmick really cock-blocked the comedy. Yeah. Like, people were there to see people in their underwear, and then it was just totally like, I could not get a handle on Yeah, it. it was I'm... just... Yeah, it didn't work. So, I... For me, when I... And the reason why I dress up, mostly because I grew up watching like Sandra Bernhardt on mm-hmm. uh she had her show oh god for HBO called oh god what was I can't I was remember. on two broke episode that she was on and I was like oh, hello uh two girls two broke girls oh my god I said two broke gays <laughs> you were like I was like you guys had her on that's amazing no two well, um, I was background anyway but um so she was always in a fucking like hand beaded gown and I was like yes because I really feel like I want to elevate the experience and they're also like you know dress for the job you want and i'm like series regular you guys (laughs) please so i ended up wearing this i wore this denim jacket Mm -hmm. and a pair and my uh and black jeans and my snakeskin boots so that it was kind of like it kind of met the i didn't want to conflict with their look which was like there's this brick wall and it was like blue lights and whatever and i also didn't want to be like everybody else is dressed normal and I'm dressed like a fucking crazy person. So I just kind of like saw the opportunity. And my mom was like, because this was like my first time doing like the biggest kind of thing that'll be taped and out there. She kind of, my, my stepmom is um, art director. And uh, she, okay, so do you know the, you know the commercial, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid? Yeah. That's my mom. She may, she created that oh, fucking commercial. Wow. She's amazing. Um, and she really knows her shit. You know, so I was like, I'm so torn about what to wear. And she was like, essentially, like, I think you want to feel, I think you want to feel like approachable, like a real person and that people will like want to have a beer with you or hang out with you. They want to be friends with you. And I was like, that really spoke to me, right? Because I can look very intimidating a lot of the time, big shoulder pads or something clear or you know what I mean? Like I'm in a fucking leather thing or whatever. But I was like, okay, yeah, why don't we just do that as, as some balance? where only gays will approach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, and I was like, and here's the thing. if Even if they see me in the le- in the, in the the denim jacket, but then go to my website and see me mm-hmm. in some sort of Klaus Nomi outfit, you know what I mean? It'll be okay. It'll kind yeah. of balance it all yeah. out. Yeah, I you know. are both people. Like, yeah. you're all of it. Yeah. I never think about clothes. So, I never not. Think, <laughs> I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear to tennis later. Just kidding. Yeah, I never. Well, I said that to the girls I nanny for, and she wanted me to take her to the mall. I was like, I hate shopping. Like, I just don't like clothes. And she goes, Yeah, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> she was like, I'll. And stop then she goes, She stopped. Yeah, us. she stopped. She goes, Never mind. I want you to take me to the mall. <laughs> oh, she was like, I was going to cut you deep. Yeah. But I want. <laughs> Let me pull when back. you show up to the mall, it should be like a nanny high five where we tag out and then I take those little bitches shopping. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It really and should I'm like, be. now your outfit is busted. Let's. Oh, oh my god, hers never is. But you brought oh, it for your birthday show. Well, you I wore had that sequin blazer. I had Kennedy. Situation. Kennedy picked that. She out. chose my outfit. Mm-hmm. Who is this Kennedy? Person? She's my manager slash friend. Yeah, she's and awesome. She was there. She did the lights. She did the lights. She kept coming backstage to check on me. She was like checking people in. Oh, I think I friended her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was really nice. Okay, she's yeah, great. great. 
Um, as soon as I saw your outfit, I knew it was not, not of your own making. Mm-hmm. But it looked really good. It looks really but good. It you wore it well. Of, exactly. It was on brand for you. Like, mm-hmm. because even though you, you were still wearing like a black jean and yeah. a boot and whatever, like in the black t-shirt, that would, it's just that the blazer on top of it with the sequins, like that was just her like, yeah. here's a little judge. Yeah. Here's a birthday. A little nod. And we'll start gearing. Like once you start wearing clothes like that too, I actually wore the ugliest shit ever. Sometimes I still do. But like when I was in college and like still figuring out who I was, whatever, my ex that I dated for a very long time has the best, like great style, head to toe. So I started borrowing like some of his shirts and we would go shopping together. And then I started to figure, I was like, oh, I like how this makes me feel. Mm. And then I started, Spark joy. I started loving clothes and I started loving shopping like mm. way more. Oh, I don't. It was like, frustrating. I did get that coat. I know it is pretty great. Yeah. But he, I also know too that like even though um, I also, because I feel like your look can get out in front of you and I have had outfits like cockpluck, like I said, like mm. kind of not make things great. So I do also make sure to talk about the fact that I know what I look like so that people know that I'm not oblivious to who I am. Mm-hmm. So like even in my laugh after dark thing, like I make a joke because uh, I'm like, um, I'm a secret shopper. Oh, like, cause I was like, not everybody clocks me for gay. Mm-hmm. And then I go, I don't always look like Joan Jett's ex-girlfriend. So <laughs> great. Yeah. And with this and it gets a laugh because yeah. it, it's talking about my outfit. And then also too, I say, I don't always look like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause sometimes I am very dressed up and not anyone would never know. And then yeah. also in my special, I'm like, uh, I'm not rich. And I go, don't be fooled by my bitchy haircut. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh my God. Like, did you spend all this time shaving shit in the side of your head? Like, I know this is ridiculous. <laughs> like I know. And I, and I was like, I don't always, um, you know, don't be fooled by my bitchy haircut or my ability to buy a $30 dress off Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, so I roll it into the yeah. humor so that it lets them relax a little it bit. Them about, you can do many things. Well, and yeah. it's also just to, cause they don't, they're, people it are intimidated. Relatable. People are, and people have told me that I'm intimidating and I'm working on material on that. If a host introduced me by my hair, um, which I get a lot. I have to comment and like almost bring it back to earth. Yes. Be like actually, if I flip it this way, my receding hairline makes me look like Nicolas Cage. Hilarious. And then, or Dog the Bounty Hunter, which one time I did look like Dog on stage and no one told me so I couldn't use any of the tape. <laughs> it was a faux hawk. It got stuck. My hair got stuck mid flip. Like, and it just was like something about Mary in the middle. Oh, like, terrible. With, with the fucking widows. <laughs> I look like dog. You were like you were like uh, uh, Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome. One hundred percent. We don't need another hero. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I was not a hero at all. But you, it lets the, them breathe. Yes. So back to laugh after dark though. Um, you wore an awesome outfit. Yeah. Did the, you film it one? Like, what was that process like? So that was a little unnerving. Which is that, uh, so then the night of, so essentially they shot our entire, no, they shot our season in, I think, two different nights. So I think there were maybe like, you know, it was a long shoot, you know, we did about maybe like 10 or 15 comics a night and everybody, mm-hmm. but people did different times. So like there's one guy that did almost 15 minutes and then there were some people that only did five. Mm-hmm. I only did seven. Um, and then there were some people that did, t- like, it was just kind of like, they were like, we're not going to time you because we auditioned, because you have to audition with exactly what you're going to film. <gasps> Does that mean you couldn't? Yeah, you can't change it. You couldn't put in the witch? I know, I absolutely fucking did. Oh. And I okay. was like, they'll deal with it. Because they still were like, it's fine. But I, 
I knew that if I put that in there, it wouldn't be so different because I have two really fucking kooky Trump jokes that you that you guys have heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if they passed on that, they won't be upset about the witch thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, did you? So you have to get your script approved. Or? So I mean, yeah, you audition, and then they're they're like they recorded that, and then based on that, then they were like, great, they they approved you. And then yes, you're supposed to do that. And even the witch thing, it wasn't so much more time. It it might have been maybe another. And they're probably minute. like the, whoever watched it was like did a comparison. They're like, um, it's more work to edit this out than to like. Yeah, just well, let and it also it, it was probably funny. just another minute, and it it's always gets the biggest it's laugh. Hilarious. Like, why would they cut that out? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it is unnerving because you literally have like six cameras on you, live audience, and you have one shot to fuck one. It. Yeah, one, one. Because even comedy specials, typically, it's like 7.30 and 9.30. Like, two different, so they can intercut them. That's a really good point. And uh, I actually shot my special in one shot, too. Wild animal. Yeah, I should have done two sets. And I just was like, you know what? I've got four cameras on me. I've hired this incredible fucking team. The material I'd been doing for two years was so massaged. It was like it was just a home game. It was mm-hmm. an audit. It was a sold out audience of people who just know me and love me. It was just perfect, and I should have done two two sets of it. I really should have. And then I, and now I hear like when I listen to other like comedy podcasts, like even like, like Joe Rogan, he was like, I shoot it nine times. Like wow. he shoots it like over a fucking weekend. Like he'll go someplace where the same exact outfit, same exact lighting. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday, whatever. And based on all of that, like, that he gets it out of that. And I'm like, that's so bananas. But it's go- also he has super budget to do that. Yeah, exactly. Going to footage and not having the cut you want is the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah. Like, that happens, like, for the show that I work, like, I work on um, called Generation Z. Like, sometimes I'll be like, I swear to you, we had a better cut of this. And, like, either we don't and that's the best one or no one can find it and I'm like ah yeah you know? so it's like to have the variety I would love to be able to shoot something nine times yeah you know? shooting it twice you should probably be fine yeah but even yeah. nine for a one well but it's like intense. if you think about it if you like what Melanie was saying if you go somewhere like let's say you go to the you know Mark Ridley's or something right and you do you know Friday Saturday uh maybe you do Thursday so let's do Thursday two shows Friday two shows Saturday Saturday two shows and then maybe Sunday three show like yeah, you just film it off. Yeah, that's the time. But it, here's the thing. I was so happy with my performance for Wild Animal. There's only literally one moment where like I tripped over a word, and I'm like, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm fine with oh, it. So what yeah. is going to happen that's with amazing. Wild Animal? Like, Can people watch it? So, it's going to be released in February? Wait, Laugh After Dark first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. So, oh, so the release date and where it is. Sorry, sorry. So sorry. Laugh After Dark. Uh, they said it was going to be available <laughs> February 1st on Amazon. Um, but I, yeah, February 1st. But I haven't gotten like confirmation. I'm actually going to send them an email today. They're like, is that still happening? I watched one episode before. Michael Longfellow was Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, uh-huh. love him. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, so that'll be out on Amazon. And then you can always go to MelanieBessie.com for all updates and all that stuff. But not until next week. Yeah, because I'm relaunching. <laughs> um, um, but Wild Animal, so I shot it. Uh, so here's the thing. Wild Animal is kind of a of a ridiculously long story and I will keep it short, but I'll make it long, long story long. Yeah. Um, so I originally was approached, um, by, uh, some people to shoot the special and this, so this was the year before last and we shot it and it was shot in 360, 52 cameras. It was bananas. It was going to be so epic. 
then my producers got into a fight with the guy who shot it and um, I lost the project. It was gone. And no. I did, oh yeah, no, I did everything. Lawyers, the whole thing, like begging. I was like, I'll rehire you, I'll fire them, like the whole thing. And they were just like, no, I, I, I want to wash my hands clean of this. So I lost my special, which means I cried for 24 hours straight. The amount of energy, the time, the promotion, costume, makeup, like getting people places, doing things, working on it, like just. That's so, ugh. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is not the first time I've heard this story which gave me the, the inspiration and the confidence to be like, well, fuck it. I've already done it. I have all of this material. Yeah. Everyone knows I've done a special. I have to produce a fucking special. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I just saved up the money and I just put it on myself. So I, I hired the Lyric for a night. I hired a camera crew and sound guy and same dress, same hair and makeup person, Got sold it out and just fucking did it again. And Love because it. no one should be able, it's not it's my material i fucking wrote it yeah, and it no took me years to fucking put that shit mm -hmm. together i don't want it to just be floating around like in my brain and just, oh yeah i did this thing what like no i want i want documentation of this thing and i think that's also important i think for comedians because i see sometimes comedians this is just my opinion like they're just kind of free floating like and i'm like what's your goal like are you gonna put it somewhere so someone can buy it so they can stream it and listen to it yeah. or like i feel like going towards a goal helps us because Material just floats, and then where does it go, you know? So I feel like every few years, you should have at least an album or something to show for. That's why I was asking, oh, we were getting to the question, where I was like, <laughs> how do you document your, like, I use note cards. Yeah. And I have it broken down to, like, my seven-minute set, 10, 20, right. and then all of it. Right. With, like, stuff that doesn't connect to anything or whatever. Um, I do you? a lot of different things. I wish I was kind of better about it. Um, so what I do most with wild animal is a lot of stories. Cause I feel like it's me catching people up as to like why I stopped comedy for 10 years. Yeah. What I did during that time, um, you know, and I, and it's a lot of crazy stories, you know, I had a baby with a project runway winner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like banana stuff and doing all this and, and recovering from getting shot from my cop ex-girlfriend. And like, I have a crazy life story. And I just to double back on that, she said shot. Yes, I know. <laughs> just to not maul that out, like just just skip yeah. right over just that. Just because we both know it doesn't mean other people are shot. Yeah, by your cop. She's a gun violence survivor. Yeah. Cop. She was a cop. Yes. And she shot you. She did. Okay, just so. And it, wild it, animal comes out when. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Just to really plug that yeah, shit I with mean, that so, story. I mean, and the, so essentially, like, I mean, just to kind of, like, touch on that for a second, like, um, my, my, like, the last, like, you know, 18, 19 years has really been, like, a Phoenix story. So mm -hmm. when I was shot, I was co-starring with Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon. I had national commercials running. I was on Broadway at the time. Uh, it was, it was truly a career that I had worked for. For years, I went to Stella Adler Conservatory. I started my journey as a dancer. I went to Juilliard. Like I'm, like I've been doing this my whole life, mm. and I, like literally, this career that I've worked so hard for had arrived. It had arrived. I had incredible agents on both coasts. Like it was, I was testing for Will and Grace. It was amazing, right? And then this terrible accident happened, and it it ruined my life. It absolutely 
stopped whatever was happening and decimated me. Like, so there's, and it's been a while, like whenever people hear it, like it's taken me 15 years just to learn to talk about how to talk about it on stage. It was an accident. So this is where it gets a little kind of tricky, tricky. So, um, she was drunk and she was handling her firearm and, but she aimed the gun at me and pulled the trigger. But she asked to come to my house. Like it's all shrouded in this very confusing thing. It's not like we were fighting each other and she shot me. She asked to come over. We had already broken up. She had asked to come over and we're sitting there and she pulls out her gun and then she pulls the trigger. And I'm like, is was like, what the fuck? Like, was this calculated? Like you've, have you, you fired a gun before. Yeah. Um, when I was little and they terrified me. Yeah. They terrified me too for many reasons. Uh, but they don't like guns don't go off like, whoa, and the, tr- the trigger gets pulled. You no, know what I mean? It's like very, it's, yeah. you have to want to pull the trigger. So, and here's the thing about the kooky thing about what happened right when it happened, which was that literally my first thought was, oh, so this is when this happens. Like I weirdly knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then my next thought was, this is going to be really bad. Like yeah. this is going to fuck you up really bad. So the recovery from that was really hard because I am, I'm an incredibly driven person. I had been working nonstop for this career that had absolutely come for me. It had absolutely come for me. I'm working with two-time Academy Award winning director, Jim Carrey and Michael Kelly and Mm -hmm. Flying First Class and all that fucking, like all the shit that you're just like, ah, you know. Yeah. Um, And then I literally took the next 10 years to put my life back together and I, um, I, I recently had a therapist because I went back to therapy recently because that transaction, even though I've slowly put my life back together, um, I have a lot of regret about how much time it's taken because I'm not 22 years old, right? And I'm, I feel like I have to get back that time because I'm like, I lost all this time. Plus, I also had a child during that time. Right. So I was, and I wasn't supported to be a creative person during that time. So not in comedy. I made films and did other things, but it was... Um, and I, I have a lot of regret and pain around it. And it, it can be a huge block for me sometimes. Like what you're talking about, like when you're talking to people and I feel like I have to explain it and like, where have you been and what happened? And I feel like I have shame around it. Even though I'm a victim, I have incredible shame around it. Mm-hmm. And my therapist was like, he goes, I think you see what happened to you as an ending. He goes, it's not an ending. He goes, I see it as, I'm going to cry. He goes, I see it as your true birth. Like that was um, when you were born, right? So if you think about it, so that was shot in 1999. So it's 20 years this year. He's like, so you're 20 years old. And that's like... That's awesome. That's that, a, and for a, 20 years old, you're fucking crushing it right now. Yeah. You know, you're doing fucking great because I can't even count like the first 22 years yeah. of my life even before I got sober. Because a lot of people are like, my life started when I got sober, which is very true. But I, all of that I learned like the first 22 years of my life, like I learned a lot of broken shit. Like... Mm-hmm relationships, drug addiction, alcoholism, finances, like so much stuff that I had to relearn, like just so broken, I feel like. And then it all got started, but I was living in a fantasy. Like, oh, I know if I become famous and rich and really fucking good at what I do, that will fix all this other fucking shit, right? But then, oh my God, did I swallow a bug? I don't think you swallowed it, but I saw it I saw it circle. It was waiting for its moment. It was like, and here we go in. Cock block your moment. I'm like, that's breakfast served at heavens. <laughs> Bugs, Bugs go. We're good. We're good. So then, uh, 
And so then to like, then to get, so then the, that was the fantasy. And then the, 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 the pin goes into the fantasy and pops it. Like, no, now you're going to have a real life, right? Mm-hmm. So I then put it all back together, which is my current life. We were just kind of joking about this before the podcast started is I am happily married to a fucking card carrying angel. Mm-hmm. She's in the best thing that's ever. My kid is amazing. I've figured out how to earn and make money and have a company. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back doing comedy and that seems to be getting legs and doing yeah. well. And so I, it's funny because I have all of this comfort and peace and joy in my life, which is not conducive to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I saw you on stage and you're like, so I've been taking a break because I was happy. And I was like, That's right. We're all very sad. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Even, even Melanie was saying to me before the podcast, because I might get a new apartment. She was like, what are you going to do with your living room material? It's become very integral to who I am on yeah. stage that, there's a struggle, and like I was saying, there's like a competitive struggle with comedians where you're like, how broke are you? Well, how yeah. broke are you? Well, did you I miss your rent? Did you? You know, started it's like... doing comedy after I was left, and then I was homeless. Like, uh, that's all what started mm-hmm. comedy, and it was so weird when I got an apartment. Because mm-hmm. then like, you're like, who am I? Like, yeah. I'm not homeless anymore. Yeah. Right. And you do have to do a little rewrite on it because you don't feel you can still use the material, but, but you don't feel as connected. Yeah. Well, the first time we did Laugh Factory Long Beach, and you're like, "This doesn't. You're not. You can tell that yeah. you're not as into this material. You're into your like broke childhood." Yeah. And I was like, "So this homeless material actually just has to become. I have to connect to it like, like my broke childhood." Yeah. Yes. So I also feel like too, like in this journey of like trying to like help myself and grow deal and dealing with not only like the trauma that has happened in my life even in recovery but the trauma of my childhood Mm -hmm. right so it's like all kind of in there but I've noticed the more that I've stripped that stuff away so much a part of that is my identity Mm -hmm. oh I'm out of control I'm the the wild animal I am the person that can't be trusted or whatever it is and I'm the and, and because I'm always in a drama that people would always come to me and be like, talk to me about the drama. You know, they would, and and then here's the thing. Once I got rid of that, I felt like, I, and there's an AA, we call it the hole in the donut. Like, what do you become when you don't have your identity of being this hot mess, right? And you're like, well, I guess I just have to be quiet, right? Like, but then I'm like, but I have something to say, right? Yeah. So that's why I've had, so I actually do have new material right now about like how, and that's why I have that new material where I'm like, leave it to me to figure out life right as the world is ending. Yeah, right? I love like, that. So I'm like, you know, everything's going so great. I thought you were great. <laughs> yeah, right. As they're like, their face is melting off. You know what I mean? Like, so, and I feel like that's a, a unique point of view. It does give me a unique point of view. I have to work a little bit harder, I feel like sometimes because I have to mine for this shit because I can't just talk about, isn't dating in LA crazy, you guys? Or like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm so broke or whatever it is, and it's like I I have some of that. Like I've been poor my entire life. You know what I mean? It's only recently that things have changed. You know, but it's not like I'm fucking rich because we live in the stupid fucking town. Yeah. Well, you can do parent stuff too because you're a parent. Well, and here's the thing too. What's challenging about that is uh, parent stuff in LA does not work. No one has kids. That's true. And also too, I don't want people to see me as just like, oh, she's a mom. Like I'm not here to take care of anybody. Like I'm also not here to like. I also feel like too, like I feel like parents. It, I just know that when I was, because I was still doing comedy when I was pregnant, 
And I, I did notice that people hated it because it represents this kind of life that they shun. Oh, I will not get married and I will not fucking have kids. I can't even have a relationship. Like, and I was Everyone's kind still of, trying to birth their dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's why I say, like, even in, in Wild Animal, I'm totally like, so I got married, and then I'm like, yeah, silence. And then I go, everyone's like, why would you crush your dreams like that? And I go, that's because my dreams do not consist of me dying alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I actually do want a full, happy life. I do think it's possible to be have a full, happy life and be funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on It's finding a different level of funny. When I came out of the closet, I was not funny for a year. Like, I feel like everything was just so serious, and I was, like, a different person. I was like, I don't know how to do... Because I was so deflective before. Like, yeah. someone asked me a question, and I was like, it's easy to just be like, bah, but, like, be that sassy, yeah, dry, and just throw that shit back to someone else. But my comedy was so mean. Yeah. Like, I was so harsh to people and cold. So when I came out, I was like, I don't have to be that person anymore. Yeah. So, like, finding the funny again yeah. was very difficult. And once I did I'm like, I'm more authentic and funnier, I think, now than that cold... In the closet, the bitch. bitch. <laughs> I can still be a cold bitch. Yeah, don't yeah. Get me wrong, but it's coming from like a solid place now. Right. So well, you're also just, using it in a different way. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Also, do I feel like we can use our defects? Like I feel like what makes me a good comedian or a, a director or producer or what have you? Those are horrible traits. To rip people apart, to be controlling, that stuff is an asset in comedy and right. directing and all like you stand there, stop doing that. Not to be mean, but you're controlling. Yeah. You're controlling in that moment. You have no problem. Like, and then it's like, that. right, I'll take oh I will take over. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's why I get in trouble on set all the time, because I'm not the director, I'm just a writer. And I am like, well, Yeah. You were like, need another take. <laughs> <laughs> Director's like, shut serious. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like taking a nap in the corner, and I'm like, I'm a mess. (laughs) I'm the donut hole. Yeah, I uh, I understand that. And what's hard is that like, even with running my show at the comedy store for fucking two years, I was just I went back and did the show, and I literally had to like sit on my hands Mm -hmm. with like a wooden spoon in my mouth because I didn't want to have a fucking seizure because I was like, it's eight oh five. The show should be started. Yeah, (laughs) I know exactly like. I'm like, give them the light. outside I'm like text me when I'm about to go up yeah I am fucking on that shit like yeah. it is worked out within an inch of its fucking life mm. so when I go do other shows and I'm like we're not it's like oh yeah the show starts at 8 it's like 8.25 and I'm like when is the show starting oh, I can't I when can't is the sh- my show was always late at the ice house but it was because of the venue yeah yeah that happens but, but then it was because of comics and then they'd be like the ice house would be like when are you starting there's a show after you and it's someone famous and I was like okay <laughs> I don't know. As soon as you get everyone see what it's a big, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I'm yeah, very. But it does take that. But it is an asset. So I feel totally. like when you can figure out what your superpowers are, right? And I feel like we're all on that journey to figure out like yeah. what are the good stuff about us, right? And then you kind of test it, like even with material. And you were asking like, how do you keep track of your material? Like, I. Uh, I do a bunch of things. So currently, like, so I have comedy special, Wild Animal, should be coming out soon. There's, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for this company that might want to license it. So I'm actually waiting for that. Tiptoe through the tulips, Frankie. <laughs> do, you, do you know where you want to release it? Um, well, here's the thing. This, this company, if I release She's it through them, oh. if, if I, if, if I release it with this company, it'll be fucking amazing and it'll be really helpful. Here's the thing. 
whenever I'm doing anything, and this is also what I um, talk to people about because I have a company called Promotional Rescue. And whenever I talk to people, I'm like, let's shoot for the moon. Let's shoot big. Like you're going to get signed. This is going to get picked up. You're going to get distribution. Let's set you up. Like that's going to fucking happen. Yeah, you got to put that in yes. the world. Should that not happen, we self-release. Yeah. But you're going to self-release looking like you are you fucking yeah. have somebody behind you and a fucking team because the images and the text and all that stuff and the, and the strategy looks fucking as fierce as if it were going to Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see if they go for it. Great. They ask me for the material, so I'm happy. I'm like excited to give it to them. So hopefully, if if they go with it, great. If not, I'm ready for self release. No problem, right? Then the cool thing though is that's that plane is taking off for Wild Animal. Then the cool thing is Laugh After Dark comes and and will hopefully be more of the wind under it to fucking right. bring more attention back to it and me and what have you. Yeah, yeah. people who sure like you from Laugh After Dark will seek out Wild Animal. That. Yeah. And yes, like, and oh my then God, I can watch a forty-five yeah. fucking minute special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my good. plan is working. Yeah. And the website redesign. The yes, new with my new photos from Every- David Arenas. He's amazing. They look great. Um, oh and my so gosh. you got it all going. So here's the thing about keeping track of the material. So now, what I'm trying. The next goal is to write a clean ten minutes mm. for late night. So I'm just totally like, I'm just going to set that as my goal. Should I not get late night? That's fine because I really do need clean material. They're like, clean is green. You know what I mean? And I'm a little bit of a dirty bitch. I, so it's difficult for me to mine stuff that's clean. Well, it's like all those dry bar videos go like viral. I just that, heard that about Mormon that Jackie and Lori this yeah. morning. All the dr- dry bar is a club in, in where in Utah, somewhere, I think Salt Lake City maybe. And it's, they don't serve alcohol, so it's just like popcorn and like I don't even know if there's soda there to be honest. With you. Um, <laughs> it's so dry. <laughs> it's very dry, but like these clips because they are so clean. Like these little couple minute clips go like Facebook viral because kids can watch them, like parents can watch them. It's very comfortable for everybody, oh, and it's a lot of like attention. And bits. they film, they film an hour special, and they'll give you the footage, and all you have to do is get booked there. Like they will give it to you, and it's really well shot. Which is challenging because it's not, and for people listening too, it, clean comedy doesn't just mean you don't say fuck, shit, damn, motherfucker, whatever. It also means the content is clean as well, which means, I know, so you're making well, a face. I, well, I'm a dirty person. Me too. But I'm a clean comic. It's weird. Well, because you talk about, con- so your content isn't clean. It is clean. No. Well, it. Hot load. Before dumpster fire. But like that was, <laughs> you're like I don't know, man. It was that take, clean. But take that's like the one. The rest of it is super clean. But everyone thinks I would be actually really dirty, and they're like, "Oh, it's weird because I just yeah. talk about like being in the circus, and, like, right? Yeah, you do my have a, breakup you do have a and stealing yeah, Tupperware. I say Tupperware. Okay, you have a significant yeah. amount of clean material. You know what? I'm thinking about it too. Like, and your whole thing about um, the credit stuff is hilarious. That's clean. Very, very universal. Big family, like it's weirdly clean. But in real life, I'm. Dirty funny. I but, but it's, it's weird. I think, but I, I think, can't write dirty. I think what's funny about you though is that you almost assume that you're gonna say talk about cock and balls. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like you the audience. That look about you because <laughs> I have all the fucking see through clothes, and then I'm like, credits funny. <laughs> also, one time I worked the circus. I'm single. The apps, thing, those are hard. Here's the other thing too, though. I don't even think you can mention like the three of us. I don't think we can even talk about. You can't talk about being married. 
I don't oh, think okay. I could talk about being lesbian. You couldn't talk oh, about being gay. Oh, then fuck it. I'm not doing that. I yeah. would never. I, here's the thing. There is a world out there where the clean stuff works, right? Mm-hmm. And also, too, magic, for, for late magic night. Magic place. I don't. Do you have to be clean there? Mm-hmm. Magic? No. What are you talking about? Yeah. You Comedy have to, and magic? You have to be clean there. What are you no. talking about? In Hermosa? Mm-hmm. It's a clean. What? It's a clean one. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, okay. Anyway, so, so that's getting that on track. <laughs> that's my goal, right? Yeah, okay. But so here's the thing, which is that I find that when the thoughts, the comedy thoughts, come to me, I swear they are like a fart in the wind. I'm like, here it is. It's gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I can't even <laughs> hang on to it, right? So I currently on my phone. <laughs> I currently I just roll up the windows. <laughs> so I currently have Cars on my the phone. Car never died. <laughs> I have on my phone like literally just a note that's like notes that are just totally like clean stuff and it's just ideas 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 oh, so nice. that so I do a few things so I do it on my phone then I have to put it up in real life because I've always been a storyteller comic I'm not like a setup punch setup punch all yeah. of my stuff is usually long it's personal because I've been given the story. It comes from my point of view. It's me that makes it whatever it is. And then uh, I get it up on its feet. I record every single session. Then I go home and I listen. Where are they laughing? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because they're not necessarily laughing sometimes at the punchline. They're laughing at my body gesture or yeah. I'm the referencing setup. to something. Right, yeah. So And then it's also, too, I think that like something's going to be so fucking hilarious. Crickets. And then I think somebody's like, well, I'll just say this. I guess the biggest laugh. I, there's a few times in my, in my stuff where I'm like, I actually technically don't know why they're laughing like I don't I don't get it like I don't get it (laughs) like I don't understand yeah why that's so funny that is weird when you're like in the middle of a setup and all of a sudden there's like a break for laughs and you're like like, what this is the timing that yeah you guys and then the actual punchline they're like no it's all right yeah it's the moment sometimes I can change with another show like recordings I've listened to and I'm like that wasn't the joke. <laughs> and then you just hear them laugh harder, and you're like, I don't know what that energy yeah. was like in that Yeah, yeah right. There's this one like famous Tignataro bit where she's like, she says something like, um, I've always liked music. And then they just all start laughing, and she's like, I have never detected a punchline there. Yeah. Well, that's also too, that is also, uh, what do they call Like the cult of personality. Like that's yeah. also like, oh, she's a celebrity. So I also, when... So Margaret Cho came to do my show like a billion times uh-huh. when we were at the comedy store. And she was literally just out of rehab, like raw as shit. She was just talking about shit up there and they were rolling on the floor. This was not worked out stuff. And I'm not saying like she couldn't riff. I'm just saying like when you are already established as a person who is funny, the audience will go, and oh, they, that's funny. Because they know your personality too. Right. And also too, the delivery, their cadence it's, is always really special. It's harder to tell. Right. You know? like and then, what is actually funny? Yeah. And then if you had actually like transcribed that <laughs> and gave it to somebody else, they might not have been funny. Well, of course, it's it's not them, but I'm just saying like just word for word. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. when I saw um I saw Ellen Ellen practice for her special at Oh, you did? I went twice to see her at the Largo and um it was weird because it's like sometimes it wasn't funny and people were like dying. just giving it up. And so someone I, was asking her, "How do you her special?" Some, well, people were asking, how do you, uh, I asked her a question, it was like, how long did it come up, take for you to come up with this material? But someone else asked, like, is it hard for you to tell what's landing since everyone's laughing their asses off? And she was like, to be frank, it is. And that's why I have about six people planted in the audience who later will tell me what's funny because it's hard to tell. And I was like, oh, Because well. they're just like, oh, Ellen! Exactly, yeah. You tied your shoes! Exactly. Ellen! And 
I think that must that's be, crazy. That must be such a creepy feeling. Like it's like what we're all kind of after, but it's creepy. It's like she is of another world. She's celebrity. yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, that's like the highest example you could pick. Ironically but. labeled relatable. Um, I'm like, you're not relatable. Well, did you watch the special? I did. Yeah. Well, that was the whole, her whole thing. Yeah. Was that she's just totally like, oh, here I am on my $60 million gorilla reserve, like, yeah. kind of bitter about it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, you're bitter and angry yeah. that you have to walk three hours to yeah. get to your fucking gorilla reserve. Yeah, I think she holds on to a lot of hate. Oh, I think she is. She does. I think she's not a happy person. When yeah. I did a show with Judd, and he was, like, talking about um, losing his wife in his house because it was so big. And I was like, that's that's probably the time to just go maybe live in that house instead of doing comedy. <laughs> it's like, like the, leave comedy the for Tracy, us little like dumpster yeah. fires. You the, know? Tr- the Tracy Jordan episode of Thirty Rock where he's like, you know, when your your roof retracts and the rain comes down and the audience is like, what? no, like we don't have retractable roofs. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, anyway. well, I mean, she kind of she kind of touched upon that. She yeah. was totally like, you know, and then when, the butlers walked in. Yeah, and she was like, and then in the tenth row, she's like, is there a tenth row? I don't even know. Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's that's which is funny, and I was laughing like in the beginning, like then my butlers walked in, and then she's like, but it went on for so long, I was like, oh my gosh, you don't have any other material, really. It it, it was very very. We can only get th- this laugh up. Well, and this is this, for for me that actually kind of sometimes gives me a little permission because what I notice is that like again. What I learned just from like this tweeting thing with just hundreds of thousands of followers, it was the simplest stuff that they thought was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make it heady and complicated and I wanted it to be deep and I wanted it to be groundbreaking and I wanted it to be all these things. And it was literally like, I'd also do like, I watched because I I then passed the baton to another comic. And one of her tweets that got the most fucking tweets was, um, I've named my heating pad. His name's Carl. He's nice. And it was like, (laughs) like it was the most like, People were giving, and meanwhile, she's hilarious. And when she says it, it is hilarious. But it was literally like, that is the fucking, but like, people love a fucking sandwich. They love, they know what it is. They can get their hand around it. They can take a bite. They're totally like, oh, confit? I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? like the Amy Schumer brand of comedy. It's like easily digestible. Everyone is on the same reading level. It's like very much like running for presidency, to be honest. I always am like, this isn't the funniest tweet ever. <laughs> Nothing. I'm like, fuck today. And it's like, retweet, retweet. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell? I know. It is really interesting, it's isn't it? It's weird what people like. And it's so funny because I sometimes test out material over there. Like, one of my last tweets that got, like, a lot of traction, I was just totally like, no woman is a bitch for no reason. I go, bitches have reasons, right? And then it was like, retweet, retweet. But then some, sometimes I'll fucking lay into something. Nothing. Like, I'm just totally like, and that was really hard, too. Like, tweeting for take and getting thousands of retweets and comments and then I go back to my page and it was totally like 14 likes. <laughs> um, I get like, if I get two, that's a good day. Well, and then it was funny. I like 200 followers. Then I did comedy Twitter. that night after tweeting for TIG all day just being like, and people were, you know, of course texting me like, amazing, congrats. I was like, this is good. It's happening, you guys. It's all happening. And then I performed at Gauchos that night for like three customers. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, I'm killing it. Killing it, you guys. <laughs> did you guys see on Twitter today? Did you see? Did you see that? Oh and everyone was congratulating me. Like, I don't... Like, that's a credit? That's not a credit. I, 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 was, ta- I was like, oh my fucking God, Melanie's tweeting for tips. Like, <laughs> this is... But meanwhile, would she be able to, like, 
point me out in a lineup, like I might have to introduce myself at Cafe yeah. Gratitude. Like, hi, Tig, I'm Melanie Bussy. You might remember me from, I don't know, tweeting for you. <laughs> I tweeted for you for a minute. It was fun. It made me feel great, actually. Yeah, it made me feel great. So you took it then, away. <laughs> right. But I'm also I'm quite positive not the funniest person that's ever tweeted for her. Like, she gets amazing people to amazing. do it. And sure. You know what I mean? So who knows? It's just... It's the, again, the lasagna noodle. We want little ups and downs. I really like that as imagery because I think, even though I don't have surprises with drugs and alcohol or anything fun, um, I am, you know, very like. It's not that fun. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's, it's, it's just high energy in general. Yeah. And I feel like also, too, just as comics, I know that when I'm doing bigger shows, I literally stand backstage and I go, like, why do I do this to myself? You're, you're not, like, you're not 20 years old. Like, you're gonna have a heart attack. Like this is not good for you. You're dumping your adrenals five nights a week doing this. You know what I mean? Like, I beat myself up. Like, no, no one in their right mind. Like everyone that you went to high school with is not doing this right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like I do that to myself, so and then I get on stage and I'm like, this is great. You know? <laughs> I was texting before Gays R Us. I was texting my friend that was drummer. He's coming. I was like, why is this my passion? I hate it. Yeah. And then after the show, I was like, I love. Yeah, and it's funny because I've also had to know that like that's the also when I'm dealing with other comics because like sometimes there's just this bitchy element that sometimes when a show is about to start and everybody's on like high alert and then after the show it's all just like high fives and hugs and photos. There is this like... I usually try to separate myself from everybody before the show. Yeah. Also because you get texts, where's parking? What's the... What's... I have some friends I know are just going to get there, they'll be in a seat and they'll see me after. Those are the best... People, yeah. yeah. But someone once asked me what the menu was like two minutes before show. Yeah, time. bitch, you don't got Google. Like, uh, you, uh, open your menu. They didn't even show up. That's the fastest not. way to not be invited to my wedding is to text me about minute details for a comedy show. I'm like, right. I don't even have a so, significant other, but you're not coming. I usually leave the room because I know that I just don't. Yeah. I know that someone's gonna talk to me and I'll be like, kind of blank stare. Yeah. So I just go sit by myself. There's one comedian where. I think it was in her special. She even like walked on stage with her phone and she was told like, I'm just going to put my phone right there. So in case the people who are texting me telling me they can't come, are, you, know, like, oh. you know what I who mean? Who was like, that? I feel like I saw I've that. that yeah. Too. I can't remember who it was, but I was just totally like, Oh, that is so, like, I'm on my way. And I'm like, it's a taping. Like it clearly said everywhere yeah. that the doors will close at this time. I also tell people too, like, Hey, I'm hosting. So my, my time is up front. Don't be late. And then people come 30 minutes into the show. I'm like, you oh, did, already went? did we miss you? Or people are like, well, I really wanted to see more of you. And I'm like, yeah, it's a five-minute show. I'm not fucking Maria Bamford. I'm not yeah. an hour five times a fucking week. Like, I, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Like, don't be fooled by my incredible Instagram presence. <laughs> but I'm not uh, crushing an hour at fucking Flappers five times a week, you know? Yeah. I mean, we are super grateful for people that do come out and see us, but don't, but <laughs> right. don't text like a minute you know before what? that you're not going to You can just text us if you're actually going to come. We don't actually care. I'll answer. I'll just be mad about it. It's fine. Or I hate this question. I put mine on airplane mode now. Like I've learned. I hate this question. When do you go on? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it's theater. It's an hour and a half to commit. So just can't commit. be there for that time. Because I actually don't know sometimes until I get there. And then I like, yeah. like last night, I thought I was just doing, they were like, oh, no, you're, you're doing a 15 minute right before the headliner, so I guess I was featuring. I don't like. I'm like, okay, I didn't even realize it, and I was like, oh shit, I got to tack on all this extra material. I only thought I was doing like seven minutes because that's usually what you get. 
It's always a mixed bag. Laugh Factory, when I did the cold open, didn't know I was doing Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. It was like pre, pre, uh, Harsh. That was, I felt, pre-host. I felt the shivers what? up my spine. Yeah. What do you mean pre-host? They had him go on before the host. Yeah. Cold open. It wasn't even. It was my first Laugh Factory for what? in Hollywood spot, too. Luck of the Irish. So it was like Nikki Glacier. Like, it was a big show. Okay. But they, yeah, like, they come on and, like, Laugh Factory, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to the stage, Kevin Sullivan. And then I just do a cold. No one's had a drink. No one had drinks. It was oh. just. And they only were like, okay, you have five. And I was like, he told me ten. But, like, so we settled at seven. And he texts me, the booker. He's like, and don't forget to bring me on as the host. And I was like, what? When I showed up, I was like, wait, what do you mean? And I asked the manager, and she goes, oh, yeah, you're doing the cold open, and then you'll bring the host on for the show. I was like, so technically not on the show. You weren't even the bullet spot. You're like pre. Pre-bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know what yeah, you're going to well, get sometimes. And here's the thing, too. Like, I also feel like. There's always going to be that, and people are like, do you mind going on? Because sometimes people like to put me on first, because I'm a big personality, and I, I can be like, Wah! I kind of get it all going. And I feel like that's actually kind of sometimes is like a compliment. We want you to go on first. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I have to sometimes be like, okay, like I'm going to be of service to this show, and be like, okay, this is what... And yeah, you guys haven't had a, li- a drop of liquor. Yeah. You literally don't even know why you're here. Like, I'm like... you. Yeah, you did really well. I'm for, sure like, you that did. Kind of a setup. No, I'm sure yeah. you did because that's tough. It's Thank absolutely tough. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you really did because that it was like lights were still up. Oh like my God. it was. They brought him down when he came up to the stage, but Jesus when they announced him, it was Christ. like lights up. Cold. Servers hadn't come cold. around. You were like, it's chilling. Everyone was just. Yeah. Like, it had a it was, chilling effect. It was chilly. And you got laughs, which I was like, they have sat him up to crash and burn here but you still did really well but see here's the thing i don't think they're setting up the crash and burn i feel like they're actually seeing if you've got actual chops yeah right because like like amy uh like nicole amy who just got fucking passed at the comedy store and she was like at my first spot tonight you know what time she went on 1 Mm -hmm. Mm a.m and i'm like oh bitch like what oh my god you're not starting at like the 10 p.m mark maron spot (laughs) you're starting at 1 1 a.m or at 6 15 and you have to fucking prove yourself and be a fucking good sport about it. Yeah. Be yeah. like, here I am, and we're going to laugh. Two people in the front. Right. Crush it. Yeah, and fucking fucking serve it like it's still a 10 p.m. shot yeah. in your slot and like you're fucking Sebastian. You yeah. know what I mean? I like those little hurdles, so it makes it interesting. Because if it was just like another spot in the show, you know, you want the... Right, now it's become You want to do the bullets. You want to do the cold opens. You want to... You know. Just have a little variety, a little spice of life. Yeah. It is what it is. A little lasagna noodle, if you will. Uh, all right, so when when is that? Oh, you go. <laughs> We're very professional here. You're uh, great. You're having I, wrestling with I'm, the dog. <laughs> Everything's going great. Melanie's had to eat a I've fly. swallowed a fly. <laughs> it's a lot of wildlife. Uh, you're uh, about to shit your pants at any moment. <laughs> That's uh, always the case. Um, so where so we have where we can see Laugh After Dark is going to be Amazon Prime February. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. So we'll stay on standby for that. Mm-hmm. And then we have Wild Animal. We're in talks. So yeah, we're in talks. We'll see. Let us know where that lands. Mm-hmm. And then so if people want to follow your shows or just stay up to date on what you're doing. It's always MelanieBessie.com. Okay. My, my website is always pristine with mm-hmm. show dates. and okay. That's what I do for a living. Right. Mine's a mess on Wix. Uh, and your Instagram is at Melanie Vissi. It's always at Melanie Vissi. And we will post those links 
um, in the comment or in the, the bio for the bio for she does the bios. You're so <laughs> that good. So good. You're so Thank good. you. When is this gonna go live? This will be uh, released Tuesday, January fifteenth. Correct. Okay, great. So my yeah. website actually will probably be up by then. Ooh. I think I'm gonna re- I think I'm gonna launch it because I want to have like a nice little soft launch before mm. all this stuff lands. So I've got a couple weeks of it. So it'll be up and running. Great. You yeah, guys so can go see check the new it. Photos. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, we got a, we got a sneak peek. Oh, yeah, we did. Not to brag. Not to brag. It's just it's just kind of like what you get when you're pressed. Like, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you. You guys thank are you really so much great. For being I just on. love you both. Wait, we love I'm you. So excited yeah. for you. Me too. More in Can't 2019. Wait to see what, what do you do next? More in 2019. All right. You've, you've been, been listening, listening to, to two, two broke gays. And, and one better gay. One better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet.